You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Joel. Good morning, Dennis. How was your... I, I, I missed you guys yesterday. I'm missing... I, I, I feel like we have a lot to catch up on. Joel, I thought about you all day on Saturday. I hope you had the best day of your life. So... <laughs> yeah, right up there. Right up there. Big blue victory, man. It's uh, a long time coming. It's great to beat the Buckeyes. But yeah, Dennis, breaking out the uh, new shirt. Thank you. I would have wore it for you yesterday, but I was still stranded. I didn't have my blue shirt with me. How were the roads uh, coming back on Perfect. that? Yeah, so it was the right day. It would have been a rough ride the day before. It was perfect. So, all right, man. Well, we we got wait, wait, to wait. Hold on, real fast. Dennis sent us a picture of a. Was that your hotel, Dennis? And, yeah. and it, looked, it looked like a zombie apocalypse. There was <laughs> this no, is the, Do you want to see it? There was nobody it? there. Oh man, I do have it, but I have to get it up on the screen. One second. Reopening yeah. trade. You might want to think, rethink that. It's <laughs> <laughs> it just like, yeah, I'll, I'll put it up on the screen. It was a zombie apocalypse. I was like, well, oh, it, and truthfully, it was very busy on the Saturday night. It was busy on the Saturday, but there was nobody, and I mean almost zero people, in on the Sunday. So I stayed the extra day because I was going to have a snowy ride um but yeah it was <laughs> completely dead on the sunday anyway all right i'll bring the i don't know i guess up. you can't show it no i i can't it's just taking me a second but let me let, let, let's just get to the uh here, here it is it's up on we got a tip nice we got it we, we got to go quickly to uh, pioneer power solutions before i give there's some breaking news on this it's up 459 what do you got on it? What is TPSI? Yeah, it's up sixty three percent this morning. Uh, right, we don't know what need to talk. Uh, yeah, I, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, S and P futures down forty bucks at forty six eleven. Rug pull. Uh, we got near yesterday's high, which was sixty nine seventy five, and then the Moderna guy. And I just want you guys to know that the Moderna CEO said the same thing on CNBC yesterday morning, and the market rallied. So. 
I don't know what the, uh, yeah, about uh, what the Moderna CEO says, but we're down. We haven't taken out that after hours low for Friday at 77.75. We got to 82. So there's your bogey on the downside. Crude getting walloped. That's down 210, 67.85. Uh, gold moving higher up 640 at 1791.60. Silver going the opposite way. That's down a nickel at 22.81. You have uh, Bitcoin in the red by 385, just a little bit of a trading range in Bitcoin, maybe 55K to 60K. And Ethereum's going the opposite way, up nearly 4%. Wow, $171.50 at 46.24 and a quarter. So there is a rundown of the commodities and futures here this morning. Uh, Triple D, I mean, 8 o'clock, the market goes off the board last night. You're trading yeah. one thing. Rug pull. And then you come here this morning and uh, yeah. boy, I sure, ho- sure hope you were hedged. Tried to be hedged. Apparently not good enough. So it's always the way. I mean, um, it, it's an interesting market. You know, you're, you're trading it last night. It looks like we're rip-roaring up 15 handles. Everything's <laughs> getting bought. They're buying oil stocks hand over fist. Oil was trading up. I think oil was up over. It was close to two bucks last night, Joel. Oil was up a lot last night. Let's take a look. Before they pulled the rug pull. Yeah. Wow. Oil was trading way up by 8 o'clock. And then, obviously, I don't know if it's the news from Moderna or Regeneron, but multiple sources. Moderna is not confident that their vaccine is going to work. Regeneron's not confident that their um, cocktail is going to work against it. So rug pull and all of a sudden, you know, reopening trade gone. Stay at home trade back. So a replay basically of Friday's action. Now, we've seen this story before, and they bought the dip once. Do they buy it again? I tend to think they do. We don't know how bad this variant is. Like, we don't have enough information yet. So, I'm not coming in and selling my whole portfolio, and don't think it's a zombie apocalypse. Some, you know, the, some of these variants, you know, are, are, are less, you know, like you were saying, Spencer, even the, the nurse was telling you that the Delta didn't feel like it was as deadly as the original one. So, maybe... You know, we get to a, a point where maybe these variants continue to, you know, multiply and continue to be contagious, but maybe they're not as deadly as the original virus. Well, and this this is what Joel has said that Lisa has said, right? Which is, you know, she expects the you know us to just live with the virus. Maybe I'm naive, but I thought this is what living with the virus looked like, right? A new variant comes out, you test it against the current vaccines. Is it a fact? Are they effective? Great. Are they not? Oh no! Let's get a new one. Yeah. And that, and then you rinse and repeat, and you, and you do that every single time. That's what I thought. I thought we knew that was going to happen. I no. That's basically what Delta was. Yes. I, I mean, I I think we're just going to continue to get new variants. Yeah, like yeah. I I I'm. This is not going away. I don't think we're ever going to fully get rid of this. It's just too out there. So you're always going to be chasing it to a certain extent. But as long as these variants aren't you know more deadly than the original one yeah maybe that's not that bad of news so in any regard here the market is hitting first asking questions later maybe it wanted an excuse to take the profits from yesterday which was just a ridiculous rally in itself i mean if you're buying you know when you're up 600 points you're absolutely doing it backwards so you got to pull back you got to go to friday's lows if you're trading stocks you look at what was trading on friday's lows the one problem is there was a lot of stocks that didn't participate in yesterday's rally I know it felt like, oh, yeah, everything's rip-roaring and going, and the mega caps were going. But, you know, you look at ARKK, ARK was actually down yesterday, Joel. 
It did not go up in that rally. And it wasn't like gross stocks weren't rallying. Some were rallying. Tesla was up 60 bucks. So, but then you had other stocks too. It wasn't just, there was some value names that weren't participating as well either. I mean, some of the banks were up earlier on in the day. They gave it back. It was a very mixed market. So it's tough to grasp, you know, the handle on really what's going on. Clearly this morning we have a reopening. They're hitting the reopening and they're going to stay at home. I mean, you look at your Zoom, your Peloton trading up again. But those were selling opportunities on Friday. I tend to think they're probably selling opportunities again. Somebody asked me about Moderna. I did sell my Moderna uh, yesterday. I looked at it. I sold the open at 370. Good um, job. Good job. Because it was just it's just too much too fast. I went in the trade. I was thinking eventually could fill that gap, get back up to 300 and it's $370 on a couple headlines. It was a gift. I mean, sometimes, you know, you saw your penis while a circus is in town. Not necessarily saying the Moderna circus was in town, but it rallied 60% in eight trading days. That's a big move. So does it give some back? I think it back and fills. Would you? Would I reload down the lower 300s? Maybe. It all depends on, you know, the, the headlines. I mean, these are headline stocks now. So, so many variables. You know, you're trying to juggle all those variables as traders, trying to figure out, well, what do I do? I think you just stay diversified. I think you got to stay invested, though, because what do you go to? You go to cash, and then the market rips without you, and inflation's not going away. We had some data from Europe this morning, inflation hotter there. I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And cash has, is, is the only guaranteed asset to lose to inflation. So it's difficult to just sell everything because we got another variant. I, I didn't sell really anything out of my long-term portfolio. You know that uh, you asked me specifically for a number yesterday in that Moderna, and there were three lows at the 377 area for the gap, and it went there to the T. I think it went to 376 and change. So good exit on that one. You got a lot of air underneath down 991. I mean, are you going to get 160-point move? I like that $300 area too, but, man, just gappy. Uh, big trade there. Pfizer had a wild day too. Uh, made a new all-time high and then pulled back. I mean, that thing is becoming a derivative. But just it, just like before the, uh, the, you know, the variant came out, look at these uh, reopening stuff. Look at American Airlines. I mean, this was two, three weeks ago. Look at RCL. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at this before. Look at the that thing was almost a hundred bucks. They and then they're worried before, about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to. I mean, keep an eye on. I mean, the 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 moves in these things beforehand. Did you see where Boeing's at now? It's back under two hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's trouble. I mean, you look at this, and if you know, we're going to go and we're not, I, I don't think we're going back to lockdown. I don't think we're getting back into March. I don't think that's the case. But are, what's the bullet? What, what's the story behind the airlines? What's the story behind the cruise lines? Are we going for this rip, roaring, reopening? I, I don't think it's anywhere near in the future. And if we had it, we maybe already had it. So it's tough to just bet on, let's get long all the reopening stocks because we're all going to back to business as usual. And it keeps showing up that, you know, maybe we're not going right back to business as usual. So it's tough to be long, you know, all of these diluted and some of these diluted themselves too. I oh, mean, yeah. but you're right. Like that's why I sold my Las Vegas Sands. I sold that last week ahead of this just because I didn't like the technicals, you know, as a head and shoulder foreman, you know, and you're looking and you're like, I don't know if we are going to see this rip roaring, roaring reopening rally. So it, it, it's tough to just come in, buy all these stocks blindly and say, yeah, 
you know, the American, eventually these airlines are going back to the all time highs because the business travel is never coming back. That was a huge part of it. And the, so they're, they're very, very much relying on the tourist. And I just don't know. Everybody's just jumping on an airplane right away. Permanent behavior change. I mean, there's no doubt and about some. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, whether it's uh, a short term or or long term, but I think you know people are just enjoying doing different things and enjoying the outdoor. I mean, that's why you've seen the crazy rally in some of these, uh, you know, uh, sporting goods. I mean, even though they pulled back the retailers, that's a whole different story. I mean, on a, on a negative note, um, the you know the hospitals here in Michigan are uh, nearing levels that they were at the height of the pandemic. Now that is, you know, um, they're, they're about 80% of where they were at before. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of older people, some of the, the unvaccinated people as well. So it's hard to classify it, but uh just have to trade what's in front of you, right? This is unpredictable. Are these things that are happening now and these moves, there's just no chart. There's no analysts, you know. Headlines. Yeah, there's something like that. So you just, you know, you got to be prepared to, you know, for really for anything in this market. But- I think you just got to take profits. When you got them, you got them in the stocks, you take the profits and the market will take them for you. This isn't the market where you sit back and, you know, we're 2020 and if I, the longer I wait, the happier I am. This 2021 has been the year of taking profits the entire year. We've been really choppy. I mean, let's look, you know, yes, we had a nice rip-roaring rally from October to November. But, you know, you look at the IWM to really get a feel of what the broad market is doing with small caps. We started the year around 220. We're still 220. So if you've been playing the chop, buying dips and selling rips, you've been making money. If you've just been holding on, hoping we're making all-time highs and, you know, we're going to go up another 50% like we did 2020 back half, that hasn't happened. So I think it's a trader's market until further notice. I think you're taking profits when you got them. And if you're not taking the profits, eventually the market takes them away from you. This was a little, this, this move is discouraging. I mean, we came out, we came out yesterday. We like that the rally interday, Dennis, was just on some Biden comments. Like we were given it back. We were given back from the open. And then he made some positive comments. And I was asked, I was away from my, from my computer. And I'm like, wait. You know, we're trading at, uh, you know, 46.20. Now we're at 46.50, 46.55. Like, what the heck changed? Now you got people caught that bought the dip yesterday. We're going to hold for the two-day rally today. And now they're all down. We're, we're struggling. I mean, we, we are just not going to rip back to unchanged on this one because you just, you had the one drop, you created some overhead supply. Then you get everybody back in, you go up again, you bring more people in. So I'm, I'm, I, you know, we're, we're below the, I mean, I would love to see the close today and this market's always done, you know, uh, you know, crazy things, but that this one is kind of like, you know, you got up from the first, you know, count, you know, as a boxer. But this one, man, it's the, once you get knocked down again, it's a little bit harder. So not down, but not out. I, but, I would just lean on. Oof. And if you're buying the dip, I wouldn't say it's the wrong trade um, as a short term trade. So have your time horizon. I'm not sure I'm going fully invested here, but I, I think you're using Friday's lows. I think you got to look, you know, the spy was 457.77. There's some stocks that are taking out Friday's lows. Well, I don't touch those. But, you know, some of these tech stocks that they bought on Friday, maybe they're pulling back here this morning, giving you another shot. You're using Friday's lows. I mean, I don't think you're going to get Apple all the way down at 156 again. But if it pulls back there, you take a shot. If it works, sometimes you get those double bottoms, those two lows in a row. 
because those work really well. But tech's holding up fairly well today. I mean, again, you can see some separation happening. IWM, which ended up red yesterday, which, you know, you know, you see this market that everything's ripping up and you say, wow, what a great rally. Well, small caps didn't participate yesterday. IWM was down. On a day we were up 600 Dow points, IWM was down. So there is definitely separation happening. IWM making new lows right now on this move. That's taking out Friday's lows. That is not the place to be. We want to be, I think, on the tech stocks on the pullback. So I'd be looking at your tech trade. That's what has worked with this trade in the past. Tech is always still the loved place to be. I think money managers will be looking to buy the dip on tech today. So that is the dips that I would be looking for. So, so far, this Omicron variant is is worth about 3% to the market, right? That's what we're down. Right from, sure. from from the all time the all time highs, right? So, if let's just say hypothetically, you know, we get a new major, I guess not all variants are created equal, right? Some are more serious than others. If if we get a new Omicron every, I don't know, it's spitball. I don't know anything. Let's just say every six months, right? Yeah. So it's a three percent drop every six months, right? It'll get immune to it. It'll just start to get yeah. numb to it, though. Right, the right, market right. will eventually numb to those headlines. Right. I think the only way we continue to get really smacked around on COVID headlines is if this thing turns out to be more deadly than the original. That's a game changer because that will change behavior. So as long as this Omicron, which is the stupidest name, um, right, as why? long as this why? is it's, not it's more deadly the than the there. original COVID virus, people will shrug it off. Yeah. And the market will shrug it off. If this turns out to be more deadly, if we eventually get a variant that is way more deadly than the original, that's a game changer. And that will affect the markets. So, But in any environment we've seen before, tech wins. So, you know, it's hard to just bet against tech. Yeah, and, and my point in saying that was like, what happens in between those six months where you get a new, a new variant, right? Uh, nothing COVID-related. Right, the market doesn't care about that. So, if all we're talking about here is a three percent draw at most every few months from a new a new bad variant, I mean, I someone asked that what Delta was worth. That's a good question. Um, well, we're early, yeah. So far, three percent. Um, yeah, it's true. It's two two days into this. I, I'd be a buyer pullback on tech stocks. Yeah, yeah. That's, so I, that's, I'm not scared here either. I'm not I'm running. Like, yeah, to the hills. I'm, I'm not scared. Is all I'm saying. You know. Yeah, what I mean? and maybe we're, that's the wrong call. Maybe we should be scared. But if some data comes out and it shows it more deadly, I will get scared in a hurry. So that's what I'm looking for. As long as the data shows that this is not more deadly than the original, I don't. I don't think it's going to matter to the market in a month. You two. you got other factors now uh, that are coming into play with uh, you know how, how is this going to change the Fed's stance as far as fighting inflation? And um, you have uh, you have Anti Jeanette, you have uh, JP on the Hill today. They're already saying that oh well you know this may uh, adjust our uh, you know the path of uh, interest rates and stuff. I think it's a little bit early to be saying you know it takes two weeks. So I think they're. They're jumping the gun on on that a little bit, so we'll see what that does. Not enough to, information yet. To change yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it just and like I said to like obviously, I looked at my I don't know what t- last time I looked at the spoos last night. And I looked up like we're down fifty, and uh, you know, and Lisa's always on top of the news. I said, well, you know, what do you got on that? And then she's like, she goes, we're not going to know anything for two weeks. I mean, there's, no, it, you know, it takes time to, you know, to filter out the process and see what happens. So this market's just, it's reacting to headlines. That's what yes. you have to be prepared for when you're in the markets, long, yeah. shorter, and different. Yeah. And this is it. 
you know, the machines, I, like I said, why they reacted that way to the Moderna CEO yesterday and then overnight, less liquidity. Oh, boy, let's go get them. And that's exactly what happened. So, um, you know, do we got to can we cover some individual stocks? I know yeah, about Triple yeah. D. I mean, I know you got a lot going on today. You're going to hop off 835. But yeah. let's get to some individual yeah, issues. Let's talk about Twitter here, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, the news came out after the show yesterday, right? Dorsey was yes, I had it live, man. If you guys got to check it out, I mean, we caught this thing live. I yeah, mean, what a ridiculous show, yeah. move! Why yeah. would you add six points to Twitter when Dorsey's resigning? He not look at the market. He's sell not, the reps, man. Oh my gosh, what a gift! Sell the reps. Anything that's going back to fifty-two today? No, that was the gift. It just made a new low. That was a key reversal on the move. This stock chart is just absolutely horrible. Stocks in a clear downtrend. We keep telling you, stocks and downtrends, you sell the reps. That was just classic example. Work like a charm if you were there. I wasn't at my desk. But, man, up $6 on Twitter. Jack Dorsey, okay, well, maybe we hated Dorsey. But you know what? He did a lot of good for that company, too. You're going to rip it up that much on it, you're going to lose money. And the algos and everybody did lose money very, very quickly. Gave it back. I mean, by really, you know, an hour and a half after the open, the stock was flat. So, nice you got to use those when your stocks and downtrends. You got to use those rips to get the hell out. And you know, it's also, I mean, it also gave you another opportunity because the stock sold off is traded 47 and a half or I believe 47 and a half, 48, and they halted the stock. Okay. And then they came out with his statement and his statement. And I read it on Twitter and I'm like, okay. Well, how does that change things? So they rally the thing back to yeah. like 49 and change. Well, maybe they almost got it back to, to, to 50. And then whoosh, again, I mean, what does it change fundamentally for the company? That company's been at a billion dollars in revenue forever. While all these other tech, you know, these, these social media stocks have grown the revenues. I don't know with Jack's in or out, you know, if that's really going to change things. I mean, it just feels to me. Like they dismissed the boat. They had the head start. They were out there, social media platform, and they just they they dropped the ball. And once you drop the ball on something like this, I I don't know. I don't know. Are they silver wake? Well, they replay? I'm so glad I'm out of that thing. Well, how many I other social media platforms are out there now? I mean, you think and look back to five years ago, and it was Facebook, and it was Twitter, and what was the yeah, other? The Snapchat. big three: Snapchat, Pinterest. Snapchat. Those are the four. And now, and now you're looking, there's like a bazillion of these smaller ones. Oh, so I, yeah. Co- competition everywhere. Social media platforms popping small. up all over the place. I mean, Trump's going to come out with one. I mean, there's so many different social media platforms here now. Competition all over the place for them. I like Twitter. I have fun on Twitter. I go on there. You know, I tweet the odd time. Uh, but is it worth 40 bell? Or whatever the hell the market cap is now. I don't know. It, it, it's tough to, to, to say when the competition's increasing. They're not really growing. The main I mean, thing they're trying that, different ways. Yeah, the main thing that Joel was referring to, I think, is just if, when you look at their, their user growth, especially if, if you can compare it to Snapchat. You really can't compare it to Facebook. Facebook is, like a, I think, kind of an outlier. Um, but if you look at Snapchat and Twitter, and the stock prices do reflect this, um, Snapchat was able to turn it around. And their user, their user uh, growth is accelerating. Twitter's is not. It really and it really hasn't been. So it's tough. It, I mean, I, I I agree with 100% what Joel said, right? I mean, they it does feel like for all the cool stuff that happens on Twitter, and I'm on Twitter every day. I love Twitter. Yeah. You know, it does feel like 
let's see. Facebook was able to successfully copy Snapchat, right, uh, with the um, stories feature. They were able to uh, – well, I mean, they bought Instagram, right, and Instagram copied Snapchat. Um, Twitter tried that, and it didn't really work. It's a it's a text-based platform in a video-based world, right? I'm not sure how text fits in with the metaverse, right? It's a visual medium. Um, I, I Yeah, I just don't – I don't know. I'm not sure how much – to Joel's point also – this doesn't really change anything. Jack Dorsey is the CEO of two companies and also is doing like all these side projects because he's a Bitcoin, a believer in Bitcoin. Right. So like at most, the guy is spending what? 35 percent of his time working on Twitter at most. Probably a lot. Their reports saying a lot less than that. He's, he's checked out. Um, I don't know how much this really changes things at all. Why do I want to buy a stock, making new lows? Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's all about we we've we've talked about you know when they start making new lows, you got to go. This made a new low on the move uh, after catching everyone who bought it yesterday. So you have a whole new group of day trader bag holders in there too, just hoping oh maybe I'll get a pop and get my money back. And yes, it's lifting a little bit. And it's not down here this morning because they were talking up on fast money last night, um, but. I, I just think there's a lot, so many easier places for your money. Buy strong stocks. Don't buy weak stocks. That's just been this market forever. I mean, wait wait for forty bucks. I mean, on the monthlies. I mean, why even why even buy? I, I, like, I, why not yeah, wait right. till it starts going up? Just like my Moderna trade. You know, I had a good trade in that. Yes, I was buying weakness, but at least I waited till it stopped going down. So it felt like a washout. It felt like it was overdone. Um, but I wasn't trying to catch it on day one, day two. I mean, you know, you're getting murdered. You know, everybody wants to buy it right away. And and I do it too. You know, I've done it too. You get the big gap down, and you're like, man, this is a great opportunity to buy a good name out there, somebody that stocks that's loved. When they gap down, a lot of times you know, the, that first gap is not the end of it. So I think you still have to be uh, cautious. And if you're buying stocks that are in clear downtrends on dips, you're usually losing money. You have one unheard message. <laughs> Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think that's a good takeaway here. Um, But hey, props to them for putting a a product guy, a tech guy in charge of the company, not as opposed to some, you know, finance guy, you know, because because. You know, guilty until proven innocent. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so many other names to talk about. I mean, 
you know, we, we can we can go on individual news, which isn't doesn't matter as much. And the one thing to consider always, like when you have big volatility and the VIX spiking up, individual stock news takes less precedence and means it moves stocks less. Right now, the story is: Are you a reopening stock? Or are you a stay-at-home stock? Are you a tech stock? Are you, you know, that that's what people the question that people are asking. They're not looking, you know, oh, what's the what's upgraded today? What's downgraded today? That's done on boring <laughs> days. That's done on days where there's not much going on. I haven't even looked at the ratings today. And you know what? You'll see stocks that are upgraded that will go down today for the simple reason is that they're probably in the wrong sector. So sector approach is is what moves stocks here today. Um, we do have a few ratings, you know, but if we just use that as an example, I mean, you know, upgraded here. Well, Zoom's upgraded, so that was good timing. Daiwa, I don't know, but it's obviously. But you know, you got a lot of stocks that could potentially even go down on an upgrade on days like this. Yeah, and then I, I guess this harkens back to the prior point, which is um, you know, uh, buy buy dips on on tech stocks, strong tech stocks, right? Um, I think so. I, I I mean, nobody knows anything again. Somebody comes on and they're saying, oh, I got the strategy. I know this is a difficult market. It's a lot of shop. Yeah. And you know, nobody knows exactly anything. We're all just taking guesses. You know, we're guessing to what direction we're going to go. And the headlines change everything. You get another headline comes out and the game changes immediately. But I think with the information that I have at this moment in time, I'm buying dip on tech stocks. Not those little high Kathy names either. I'm talking like the, the the go-to names. That's what I'm looking at. You know, the, the names that have been strong. That's what I'm looking at. Um, and we're going to talk retail, by the way, in our next segment with Ryan Craver. We're, we're going to talk winners and losers of uh, of retail right now. Black Friday. Black Friday, I guess, numbers were not as great as expected. But, I, I mean, it, uh, spending was spread out throughout the entire month. So, I'm not sure how... I mean, that's a question, too. We are coming into a season where retailers typically do well, and you are getting major dips on a lot of retailers that were very strong two weeks ago. Do you look at a Macy's here? Do you look at a Kohl's? I don't know. They were maybe massively overbought. So, it, you know, even a Dillard's, which has suddenly pulled out of favor, which just, we never understood it anyway. It's 100 points down in three days. So, but are the dips too big? Now, have you caught too many people? It's tough. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable buying tech on the dip as opposed to coming and buying Macy's on this dip because another bad headline comes and this thing gets hammered ten percent overnight. We've seen that. So, but you're getting a dip on some of these names. You can put on any trade as long as you know where your out is. Again, I think on a lot of these names, I'd be looking if I was buying the Macy's dip. To be honest with you, you're right there. I'd probably look at yesterday's low or Friday's low, but they didn't really participate in the rally yesterday, and they're definitely participating in the sell-off, and that's not good news if it's if you're a stock. Your stock's not rallying. When the market's rallying 600 points, you in the wrong stock. Uh, it's 830. I, I feel like I never ask this anymore, but um, since we don't talk about it, but like that's when imbalances come out in the morning. I, I, I 8 o'clock. <laughs> Oh, it's 8 o'clock? I'm sorry. Yeah, because we don't talk about them enough. Yeah, they come out at 8 o'clock. So banks, big salon balances. Citigroup, 142000 to sell. Bank of America, 82000 to sell. Wells, 40000 to sell. Or 30, I'm sorry, 28000 to sell. Uh, they're, they're fairly small here yet. Institutions obviously holding their orders close. AT&T, I see 186000 to sell there. Oil stocks, predictably, with oil being as down much, we're seeing some salon balances there. ExxonMobil, 40000 to sell. 
Uh, I'm not really seeing anything like, whoa, look at that one. Um, this is just a day where institutions aren't putting their orders out until I get closer to the market because no, they don't no, know. Direction no. can change on a dime. Yeah, no, it's we're not bouncing, no. You know, it's not just much. no, no. We're we're staying steady here. I mean, we're twenty five points above the 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 pre market low, but it's like you know, yesterday, you know, we well, obviously we were strong off the open, but uh, just wind kind of quiet here, considering you know how oil how is getting absolutely hammered oh right now. Oh my lord, getting okay. absolutely destroyed right now. We just took another leg down in oil. Wow, really? Yikes! Yeah, yeah we did. We did. Look at that. More to rally. What next monthly low rolling front month contract sixty five thirty one? Why the heck not? And that's dry, that's what's that's what's that's what's not stymieing any rally here. Now that just as you said that, Dennis, they took the spoos down three points on that. Gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard from uh it's gonna be hard to phew, with oil getting walloped like that. Whole nother sector going down. Yeah. Richard Judge says I sound I sound tired. It's because I got home at like one a.m. last night. So if I sound tired, it's because I got like four hours of sleep. Uh, but uh, all in all, guys, uh, travel was actually very smooth uh, this holiday season. I know I said last week like I, I I was preparing I was prepared for the worst. I was preparing you all for the worst. I said get there early, get there early. It was actually pretty orderly. It, I nothing nothing bad to report in my travels uh, the way to New Jersey, the way back from New Jersey. Um, all very orderly. If that's how the rest of the holiday season's gonna go, then like we're in good shape because it was it was all pretty uh, it's pretty fine, pretty normal. So maybe that's but maybe that's also a sign for why the airlines aren't a good bet here because they would be busier. I don't know. Um, anyway. Uh, it's eight thirty-three. I see our next guest here lurking. I think we should bring him on right now. Ryan Craver, are you ready to go? I think he's ready to go. Yeah, awesome. Let's do it. Oh, and now Joel's solo uh, by, on the screen. So let's get Ryan on. It's Keaton Company. Ryan, I'm here, but my camera's not working. Good morning, man. What's up? Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are Ryan you? Craver is our retail guru. He's the author, uh, not the author, the founder of Commerce Canal. Uh, Ryan, first off, how was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome. Um, sales were good. Black Friday was wild. Chris, uh, excuse me, Thanksgiving was also pretty good compared to what we've seen in, in uh, previous years. So it was. It was well, when when you say Black Friday good. was wild, I, what was it like for you? Because I went to to the mall. Actually, I went to several malls on Friday, and wow, it was de- it was definitely. I mean, it, it was there were people. It was crowded. But it was not like hold on to your hats, like crowded. You know what I mean? It was not like we're buried under a storm of people, and we're never going to see the light of day again. Crowded. Granted, I was there maybe a little bit later in the day, so I was not there in the morning. I don't know what uh, what did you see? No, I mean you characterized it pretty well, yeah. specifically for the malls, specifically for um, anything that was outlet slash off mall. Um, it was busier but we've been desensitized to a really busy retail environment right so as we've gone through the pandemic we now believe that that was incredibly busy but it was nothing like 2019 right so if you look at all the data um the the brick and mortar traffic was down versus 2019 it was up considerably versus 2020 but i think that's a false sense of hope and it's a false comparison 
I was more so pointing out the digital side of the business. So the Shopify in total yeah. ecosystem was up a hundred plus percent. I don't have a brand on Amazon or Walmart that wasn't up significantly year over year on not only Thanksgiving towards the latter part of Thanksgiving, but also Black Friday. Um, a lot of the merchants and or brands, which are pretty sizable brands, did a better Black Friday than Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday, we're still putting the finishing touches on the numbers. It was strong, but believe it or not, they beat Black Friday, which is a little bit contrarian to what you've probably been hearing from the Adobe's in the world of the world and, and those who have been reporting sales for Black Friday. So, but it, it was it was still very very good. Um, if we look at the overall ecosystem from the sale, which is happens on the places like Amazon and TJ Maxx and stuff like that, I think the others that probably had a very very good weekend um, or Cyber Five, Turkey Five, whatever you want to call it, are those that received a shift of spend from Facebook. So company, companies like Critio, companies like Amazon with Amazon advertising, uh, those guys probably saw a pretty sizable number in terms of advertising dollars uh, because our average cost to get someone to click on our products was up nearly 100-ish, 110 in some places percent year over year. So it's a heck of a lot more expensive. Ryan, how are we going to have a blockbuster holiday season when the consumer's purchasing power has been eroded so much? If you were buying $100 worth of gifts last year, okay, and yeah. you have how many people, I mean, what what are you going to get for that same $100? You're not going to get much. I mean, there's got to be you know, some pricing and, and uh, some erosion of the consumer purchasing power. Uh, to me... People, yeah, they made some money in the market in Bitcoin and Dogecoin or whatever. But, I mean, everywhere I go, I see just – I mean, I couldn't believe – I ordered out some breakfast the other day. And it was a big breakfast. It was 19 bucks. I mean, I, I don't know. What's the consumer going to do? How is that going to uh, affect uh, the retail season? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. So in years past, what we were worried about or what kept me up at night was the difference between the consumer buying something on e-commerce versus in-store, because there is a big, big difference. Everyone says there's free shipping, but there's no such thing as free shipping. So I was always worried about the higher cost of e-commerce. You know, certain types of products we sell in TJ Maxx for like $9.99, and then we sell them on Amazon for $15.99 to $18.99 to offset the cost of fulfillment. That is the same this year, but what's worse is now you're also seeing the inflation in the actual stores because they're working off the higher cost of goods, whether it's due to materials or freight, etc., I think the consumer isn't constrained yet. I think a lot of the Q4 will be strong. Similar to what I said last time I was on about a month ago, I said everyone's going to miss their revenue numbers, but they're going to have high profits. I still think that holds true. So I think Q4, we're probably going to be okay, but I think we might start to see a little bit of strain into Q1. Um, your wallet goes down. Um, you know, 
as a percent of what you're spending in your shopping as the cost of housing and healthcare, your two largest portions of your wallet also go up. So where is it easiest to pull money from? Shopping. So I do think we will see some, some hurt. I also think that the services business, even though everyone's so excited about services being a return to services, I think that they may start to see a little bit of weakness in the back half of 2022 if we don't see any changes in incomes. Can, can I tell you everyone, and I don't know how much my behavior is indicative of a broader trend, but I, I was at Best Buy, right? We are looking for a new laptop and I was also looking for a few other things. And I, I was looking for a dash cam, right? And I found a dash cam that I wanted to buy and I went and, and I walked to the front of the store and I got online and I was like, wait a minute, why am I waiting online? Let me just go, let me just take a picture, go home and buy it and move on with my life. And that's exactly what I did, right? So I don't know how many people did that, um, right? But it, it sort of speaks to, to your point, right? About e-commerce being, being strong because I just walked out of the store empty-handed with a picture of what I wanted to buy, went home 10, ten minutes later, and that was that. Yep. And Best Buy is probably not happy with that transaction. I'm sorry. They had, you, they, had, they, they had you captive, right? You know, their cost of selling you that item in a store as you, um, you know, take all those costs across a larger base, their leverage and their margins a lot better than shipping it to you one piece that they're picking from a warehouse, shipping to you likely via UPS ground and FedEx ground that's much higher in cost than it was yeah, last year. I mean, I'm sorry, Best Buy, but we walked in looking for two things and we came and we left the store with zero things, but we then went home and bought the two things that we needed. We just did some research, you know, on the ground. Um, and, and then, Ron, Ron, you know what else I saw when I was at the ball on Friday? Uh, I saw a firm everywhere. I saw Buy yes. I'll Pay You Later everywhere. Every store I was in had, you know, unless it was some, you know, small, like, you know, teeny bopper retailer, had a firm, right? Yep. Buy Now, Pay Later, right? I, I, yep. I, just, I, was, I didn't realize that was... It, it was as widely used as it is. I, uh, are you seeing the same thing on, on your end? I know you most people deal with clothes, but. Yeah. I mean, so on, on the direct to consumer sites, we do see a lot of a firm, a lot of Klarna. They've made it easy enough to just add it on. Right. You even got Shopify in the game now with Shopify pay having installment based um, sales. I think it's interesting because we started seeing a firm play in the world on big ticket purchases like Peloton's yep. room and board, you know, expensive stuff, $2,000 plus carts. And now you can put on essentially layaway with installment plans, something as cheap as 15 bucks. Um, I think a firm amazing that they signed that deal with Amazon. I think, you know, a lot of good news and high growth is, 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 you know, obviously assumed for that stock for a considerable future. How, how, how far a firm goes in terms of this buy now, pay later, I think they've swooped up a lot of real estate very quickly and market share very quickly. And I think that we would have to see them evolve into uh, something beyond just a installment plan, some sort of bank, or don't be surprised if they jump on the crypto train, um, just because they're going to need to have another catalyst because that price to sales is incredible. 
What about the staffing? I mean, you tell you about labor labor shortages at the stores and alluding to what, you know, Spencer said about, you know, waiting in line and stuff. Do you think that that's something that uh, may put a crimp in the holiday sales? Just not enough people to work the floors, work the registers? Yeah, it's a great question. And anecdotally, I experience this uh, pretty much every day, both white and blue collar. So on, on the blue collar, we have several UPS stores that we take returns in. Um, and there's been a couple of days in which, you know, over the last three months where we've had to close them down just because we haven't had enough staffing. Wow. That is real. That, that's not fake news. That is truly a concern where we can't necessarily get enough staff. Um, you know, the, the conventional ways of increasing hourly rates and things like that doesn't necessarily keep someone around. Um, with that said, I wouldn't say it was as bad as during the pandemic. Um, and then inflation wise, in terms of wages, uh, you know, in professional services, the stuff that we do day in, day out, um, everyone, it's a very competitive market. So everyone's expecting you to pay, you know, Google, Facebook type numbers for your employees and offer comparable benefits. So it's, so, it's, it's rough. Ryan, to, just to be absolutely crystal clear here, uh, are there any retailers, um, brick and mortar based retailers that you thought were the big winners here or, or are you just beating the same drum you've been beating for a while? Costco killing it. Costco continues to kill it on the outlet side. I think TJ Maxx continues to just do very, very well. And they've obviously not been a, a beautiful stock for a long, long time, but I do think once we get back to the full retail swing, when that will be, not sure. Uh, they will continue to pick up share. They still just outperform the Rosses and the Burlingtons of the world. Um, on the e-com front, Shopify is still a big fan. Uh, Amazon still a very big fan. Walmart, believe it or not, you've never actually heard me say much positivity around the Walmart stock, but I do believe it's kind of matured into the place where it's at now. Wow. Um, I will say on the... Uh, seller front and the marketplace front and the ad front, they've gotten a heck of a lot better. Um, before, we would have no support as sellers on Walmart. Last night, up until roughly midnight our time while you were in the airport, I was going back and forth with buyers. How do we eke out a few more hours of sales? So I, I do think those four names, five names, are kind of the ones that I, I pay most attention to. And, and like. What about Dillard's? We, we talk about that stock more than anybody on Wall Street. If you have any, if you don't deal with them or you don't have any information on them, that's fine. It's just something that, it's just a crazy stock. They had a $15 dividend. They rallied 60 bucks. They give it back. I just wondered if you had any take on Dillard's DDS. I, you know me. I, I was born and raised in the department store space. And I uh -huh. left them for fear of death and I, okay. I still stand behind it. I can't see how them, Macy's, maybe Kohl's to some degree or JWN Nordstrom do well underlying business. Now, if they're going to have someone that takes them private or if they're going to take it family owned, I think that's a massive catalyst. But I can't see how their business turns around. They've done nothing to get anyone excited. They continue to just close stores and hold on as best they can to what they have. Wow. I just looked at Simon Property Group here. 
And mm-hmm. boy, that thing got, this is over. It's a uh, 2020 January high. Holy mackerel. I mean, is this thing, uh, I mean, her mall's coming back and it, I don't. I don't see how this. This is this charge just um, astounding me. What What do you think about the mall and the SPG? I mean, the mall retailers. I mean, this thing was at sixty sixty back in the pandemic. Yeah, right? lower. Um, yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> okay, either do I. <laughs> I. I mean, I trust me. I follow it. I, I can't say I've ever had a position in them. Um, you know, I have a wow. Google alert set up on them, but um, I don't understand it. Someone sees something I don't see. Um, I don't, I don't understand okay. it. Okay. Um, I just want to ask you about, you know, we like the dig sporting goods. I mean, tremendous yeah. run that, you know, the um, cooling off here after earnings. I mean, where's the consumer going to be spending money? I mean, do you think these things have a while, uh, you know, to cool off here after the major run, or do you think they'll be able to regain their mojo? Yeah. The specialty guys, you know, the dollar stores, the dicks, the, um, all those guys, very nice run. I think they're going to have a good Q4 again, highly profitable. Um, you know, I think the inventory constraints that everyone talks about are a little bit overdone. Um, but I do think we're seeing what we've seen in years past. You run into the end of November-ish time frame in anticipation of a huge Q4. People start talking about shopping and people generally follow that into their stock holdings. Um, so I think wait wait to see how some of these numbers come back um, from this past cyber five, Turkey five, um, and maybe start to take a position, you know, Dick specifically, I'd probably look at like the weekly chart and look for some support okay. or something down, down in the one ten level or once it fills the gap at one ten. Ryan, I, I almost forgot uh, night, you know, it feels like forever ago because we had a holiday, but Nike was the last week, right? They, uh, they canceled some inventory for like through through next summer just because they started supply chain problems yeah that was like that was last wednesday um we didn't even talk about that or we really didn't even talk about supply chain concerns here yet today but i mean that was one headline from one retailer actually no it was a report from what it was a screenshot of an email that one store received from right. nike so right. uh <laughs> i don't know if you really want to read too much into that or or, or not yeah See, here's the thing. Um, you know, when I was working at department stores, I said, anticipate there's always going to be a problem in Q4. How much of Nike's statement is that versus their less than expected sales increases in places like China? I don't know. But if you remember in years past, we typically use the weather as a reason for why, right? Because these stores change their floor plans early in anticipation of winter. And sometimes they don't get the full summer or they turn them in fall to the spring too early. Um, I think there's a bit of supply chain excuse for some of these larger retailers. Like you heard from the Lowe's of the world and the Home Depot's of the world, they've touted how they've brought the supply chain closer to them, you know, by buying sooner in bigger quantities. And then you've got others like Target and Costco who are buying full barges to try and overcome that supply chain issue. I think there are some concerns, but those supply issues are not the big concern. 
The big concern is cost. So raw materials way up, cost of freight way up. I don't necessarily think the supply thing is a big issue. And I think it's more of an excuse. I think it's this year's weather. Yeah, that, that's what we've hypothesized is supp- supply chain and also inflation make for convenient excuses for everybody uh, to, to hide behind. And we won't really know the truth until a few quarters down the road and maybe longer. But Ryan Craig. Yeah. It, what, one of the, one of the things it's, yeah. it's like, you know, JWN last week, Nordstrom and Gap, both of them blame the entire supply chain, but we know full steam that they haven't been doing well for quarter after quarter after quarter. So I just think it's it's become easy access as an excuse. Ryan Craver is the founder of Commerce Canal. is our retail expert. Ryan, uh, pleasure as always, man. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. Thanks, All right. Ryan. All right. We're getting a little bounce here. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Crew, crew made that low back at 46.15. Maybe uh, maybe some buy imbalances here. Or the buy the dippers uh, coming in early. But uh, we just had a nice little little 10-point pop, uh, pop here. Only down 6. Yeah. Yes. Lots of chop. You having a better morning? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> Still to be determined. We're trying... We're trying to scratch out my overnight positions, and that would be a miracle considering I had too many oil longs. So So, so, it was one of those days. So what's happening here is the market, I think. So you have, like, the CEOs of all the different – of all the major vaccine companies, right? Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Moderna, uh, Regeneron are all basically throwing statements out there, and the market does not know what to make of what, right? Because you got, uh, you know, the CEO of Moderna yesterday, but I guess more so today – preaching caution you've got the ceo pfizer just tweeting that 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 basically just trying to counteract what the ceo moderna said not in that not to contradict him but i I think to to, in in in, uh to to provide assurance to the market that like things will be okay you got the ceo over general was on cbc a little while ago um they're all they're all throwing statements out there about uh the efficacy of of their vaccine slash treatment against this new new variant how bad is it how not bad is it um, and the market is like is like it, the market's head is spinning right now. It does not know what to think. And the biggest deal is that they don't know either. Nobody right. knows anything applies to all of these because they, you know, here they are. They're, they're they're guessing. Yeah, they're guessing to a certain extent. Well, we think it's gonna, you know, or it's too it's too early. So we don't have all that information yet. So yeah. I mean, everybody's guessing. The market's guessing, and you're right. It's really whipsawing us around. The Regeneron CEO was just on CNBC. I didn't hear obviously his commentary. Listen to Ryan, but you know maybe he was talking. At, you know that it wasn't as bad because we saw Regeneron lift a little bit um, on his comments. But it, it's a tricky market. I think you got to be fading moves. So buying dips and selling rips is uh, where I'm approaching this. I know I keep saying that. You know it's been the way to the of 2021 really, but I think it applies to day trading today too. Yeah, just a weird, weird morning, weird day. All right, if you want to do some ticker time, drop your tickers in the chat. Let's take, let's start with Disney here. Somebody asked about Disney way at the top of the show. Um, you know, it is down this morning. It is a reopening play, so it's trading down with that. But um, I, I'm not sure what you think of the chart, Joel. It doesn't look great. Uh, the House of Mouse. Uh, actually, we talked about this on the uh, on the uh, at the close show, and if you just you know, put the blinkers on and you forget about, you know, the spoons being down 35. You forget about the virus. And it, it had a pretty good day. It traded under 145 and then it closed at 147.81. So I, you had buyers in there. So I this would be one that I would I would look at the pre-market low, 
which is uh, 145. And see if we can get something ahead of that. It'd be great to lean on the low of the move. But it, even though it, you know, not the greatest day, a new low of the move, you could also do the undercut and rally. If you were if you were focusing on that 45.85, it went to 45 and a quarter, came back and bought it at 45.85. You're still up in money in that. So I, I, I don't mind that, Dennis. I mean, it's, it's a bounce. I, I don't know, you know. Obviously, subject to headlines, but I like the I like the price price action from yesterday. No comments on Disney. Okay, uh, we someone asked about CrowdStrike. We do have a lot of software earnings this week. Uh, we've got uh, tonight Salesforce, Zscaler, uh, Box, uh, Hewlett Packard Enterprise. We got Okta and CrowdStrike and Snowflake and Splunk uh, tomorrow after the close. Uh, so we we are in sort of the the SaaS. Uh, portion of the earnings season here. Uh, let's look at CRWD. I'm long it overnight um, just because okay. it reports, and you know how I like to be long those stocks. I'm sure Q's against it. So that's working to a certain extent because it's not down as much as Q's. Um, that's just an overnight position. I will be trading out of that probably at the open. Uh, for, for stocks reporting, I usually look uh, I look for inside days, you know, and uh, I tell you, if if you're looking at this thing tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow or when the earnings are, I mean, this 236 area, two consecutive highs, you get through there, then it, it, I think it changes the complexion where, you know, buyer on weakness as opposed to shorts having to cover on strength. So holding in there at 224.50. Low of the move, 2103, but the, the best number I can give you in that one is resistance at 236. Uh, Michael Medina dropped Airbnb in there. This is one that I am long. Um, man, I didn't ex- I didn't realize it gave back that much, but it did uh, for a couple of days there. Huh. Anyway, this has been one of your better performing, quote unquote, growth names this year. I'm just basically have a position on everything. So <laughs> I don't like to talk my day trading position. So you've got like three or four in a row here now. So. What did you do? Just like, oh, that looks good. Oh, that looks mute, good. Because I'm not talking my day trading positions. Dennis, because you take a day and a half off, that doesn't mean you have to take as many positions the first yeah. day back as you did if you would have been there for the other two days. But, uh, Airbnb, it's getting a bounce. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people like to see unchanged on that uh, at 180.08. You know, everything closed strong and goes near their high of the session. So your close and your highs are going to be good numbers. Open into yesterday's low if you feel like you missed uh, the move. Low of the move is actually 167.04. I don't know. It's, I, I'd use the close as resistance. I will we'll do a couple more here. Okay, let's look at Fisker. Here's one Dennis does not own. I'm sure of it. Fisker. No, he does own Fisker. Well, I own it in my long term. No, account. but not in the day trading. <laughs> I don't own it in my day trading. Yeah, no. FSR. Holding up okay here. Uh, get through nothing. 22, a couple highs over 22. I don't know. I don't have a feeling on this chart at all. It's oh. hanging in there. Not a bad day yesterday. Dennis, did the balances flip or something? I mean, we just had a pretty uh, oil. good. Keep your eye on oil. Yeah, that we was out a buck on oil. So, wow. I mean, this is the whipsaw. Oil is your leader here right now. It's obviously still down significantly here, but we ripped uh, oil just rallied. If you look at the recent chart, if you bring it up on crude, we just popped in the last 10 minutes in oil. Okay, so, this good. is the market we're in. Wow. Crazy market. Crazy. Uh, hey, as a reminder, everyone, we are coming into uh, the final pre market prep. Um, Saturday special boot camp extravaganza. 
happy hour brunch party of the year, December 11th. The link is in the chat for order execution, order flow, and tape reading. Check it out real fast. Get ready. Pre-market prep plus. So here it is. Intro to professional trading three. How to maximize your profits and reduce your slippage. We're going to teach you how to read the consolidated tape and look at the order book. This is your chance. We're going to tell you how those off-exchange market makers are making money off your retail orders, and we're going to show you how to level the playing field. Order execution, order flow, and tape read. Be there. You guys think we're fired up on the pre-market prep show? Then get ready for the event. Man, Mitch is so good. I want to go sign up for that right now. (laughs) I just did. (laughs) Or click on the link. In the description of this YouTube video. Do you have the promo code for him, Joel, for the Benzinga listeners? Yeah, BZ10. 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 We'll get, get you 10 bucks off. Is that, yeah. is, that, is that the number 10 or the word 10? You got to be BZ10. Yeah. BZ10. So if you're signing up, that and obviously you get 10 bucks off of that code. BZ10%. 10%. 10%. 10%. All right, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop. I mean, we're, we're back in mid-range on the session just like that. We're back at uh, 24.75 right the here. Dip, the sell the rip the dip. Yeah, wow. Crude uh, getting a rally. So keep an eye on uh, 46.25 mid-range. Maybe we will see that close today. Uh, I'm going to hop off. Uh, Spencer, right. I, I will catch up with you guys later on. All right. Have a good one, Joel. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to hop here as well. Live trading with Benzinga set to start at 9.05. Uh, we got a special, two special guests actually joining the show today. I won't tell you quite about it. Uh, I won't spoil it yet. Uh, and Tom in chat just asked about David Green. David Green will be back on the channel. Uh, it is on my to-do list to email him today. Uh, but we're working on getting David Green on at a different time, Tom. So I promise David Green coming back on the channel, just not at that at that morning time slot. Uh, all right. How many likes are we at today? I'm going to guess. Oh, 210, 260. It's updating now. 270. Can we get to 350 likes? That shouldn't be too hard. That's like 20% of the viewers today. Let's get to 350 likes. That's doable. Everyone, uh, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Um, My camera will be working tomorrow, I promise. But in the meantime, enjoy this lovely shot of Benzinga Pro. And uh, stay tuned to Live Trading with Benzinga starting right now or 905, and the stream will redirect to that. Catch you guys later. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, 
and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.